Welcome to the Imperfect Behavior Podcast. I'm Rhiannon. I'm Melissa. We're just two behavior analysts owning and improving our imperfect behavior. Welcome to the Imperfect Behavior Podcast. If this is your first time with us, we are behavior analysts who are working on our imperfect behavior, and we want to share what we know to help you do the same. So on today's episode, I think I need to give a couple precursors first. If you hear children or animals, we're sorry. There are currently six children combined being unsupervised, three in our house, three in Melissa's, and I think for the first time, we might have to put the explicit warning label on. We'll see. I don't know if they can behave themselves, but we have talked about them, so we're going to give them the chance to defend themselves. Mitch and Shane. Shane and Melissa, you guys want to go first and introduce your husband? This is my lovely husband who's always supportive, Shane. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, both of you. I really appreciate it. Long time listener, first time on the show. Really excited about this. Been, been really excited all day. I would like to preface, though, one of my kids, the youngest, is asleep in her crib, so in case anyone wants to question my parenting. Mitch, any words of wisdom you want to share? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not generally the one with all the wisdom in this, in this group, so. So complimentary. Just here to hang out. This is my husband, Mitch. Thank you for sitting down next to me for the next 30 minutes. I appreciate it. I am, I am always here for support. That is, that is what I provide. You want to go first? I would love to go first. Okay. What is it like being married to a behavior analyst? Out the gate, it is a blessing and a curse. Um, a blessing, uh, well, there's always help. Uh, uh, very valid inputs on how to get things done uh, when it comes to trying to help the kids or even you know myself uh, get anything you need out of the day kind of deal when it comes to working with people. Uh, the curse is, is really uh, you're always kind of being evaluated <laughs> on how you get things done. Um, and then subsequently, there's a, there's a good bit of criticism that comes with it all on how you would have done it or what, what the uh, appropriate way would have been. So uh, again, the blessing and a curse, you can learn from it and try to get better at it. So hey, we're all imperfect. Amen. <laughs> that is the understatement of the day. What about you, Shane? What is it like to be married to me as behavioral? Well, there's definitely never a loss of opinions. That's for sure. There's definitely always a very strong opinion in any uh, situation we're talking about. And I, I think Mitch nailed it with the, you're always being evaluated. And I think my favorite line about being married to a behavior analyst is uh i'm still not sure if it's real marriage or if she's just using me as a phd project and it's all going to come out in a, a tell-all book at some point be a new york bestseller you'll have to edit it though okay so my next question shane you can go first on this one what has it been like to be quarantined with a behavior analyst wow you might have to put that explicit label on this one. No, actually, it's um, it's been easier than I thought. And I think it's, it's uh, you guys are kind of in the same situation we are with, there's a long, in, in both Mission and I's jobs, there's long periods of time where we're gone. 
And so we didn't know how it was going to go being stuck together nonstop day in, day out, you know, but I think between us, it's been relatively, and there's been a couple good and bad, but it hasn't been bad to be honest. Have I know in the beginning I came out like, we're going to be on a schedule. We're going to do this. We're going to have that. Okay, so I did, were I, those things helpful? No, I think I actually kind of blocked that out because that was the traumatic part. She definitely tried to put a schedule on everything. I mean, it was like, oh, do I have enough time to go to the bathroom? I don't know. I don't know if there's enough time in the day. But uh, we've kind of moved beyond that. And she's relaxed her Marine Corps boot camp schedule a little bit. And uh, I've learned how to go with the flow a little bit better. And it's working pretty good at this point. But did you think it was helpful at all in the beginning to get us through this? No, I know how to work on a schedule. That's literally part of my job. Not you, for the entire family and the kids. I think it was helpful. I think it was just annoying for everybody else. Well, I liked my schedule. And I still like my schedule and I find it helpful. I think in the in the Thayer household, I just spent the last two and a half months out in San Diego uh, when this whole COVID-19 thing kicked off. So I've only been home for a couple of weeks now. And so uh, very similar in the sense of I got home and there was four different laminated spreadsheets with schedules and this is what we're doing on spring break. And this is what we're doing for karate and Awana. And this is what a regular school day looks like. Oh, hey, by the way, the teachers are posting all this stuff in four different applications you need to download to your phone so you can follow them and yada, yada, yada. But I think it was really helpful for me, who's been out of the house for so long, um, to just kind of be able to jump right in, uh, get get with the flow. And and luckily, I've, my kids are pretty independent for the most part. And so they, they're even able to keep me on track with the schedule. So yes, is there a time for me to go use the bathroom? Is like, I don't see that on this at all. Answer is no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hold it, right? Um, but so, yeah, it, I think it's helpful at times, but there's definitely times where it's like, all right, yes, I got the schedule. I do not need another spreadsheet. Like, let's just use the one we got. Or when it's, you know, we're coming to check in on where are you at in the day. The schedule should have this. And you're like, well, no, I shifted it because we're going to go have a break <laughs> oh, now. Shit. Everybody work hard. At, at any point, did you ever feel like, office space was going on it was like did you get the memo it's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i got I, it Loud i saw i saw the tps reports saw the tps reports <laughs> and give me my stapler have you guys ever heard of the five love languages yes yes i really wish that there was a sixth love language and it was statistics and percentages <laughs> because okay. i think i think that would be mine i think spreadsheets and numbers it's yeah, if I were to populate a spreadsheet as to what I was going to do for the day, whew, I'd be out of the doghouse for life. Like, look at what I did. I'm doing it your way. We're proactively coming up with a plan. It's written down. That would work wonders. I know, right? Maybe I should just make one one time. <laughs> the problem is my spreadsheet wouldn't have any. It'd just be like, wake up. Fish, wake up. Beer, <laughs> wake up. Fish, wake up. Hunt wake up beer like it just it'd be a rotating circus and there'd be there'd be no order it'd just be straight chaos well i mean that's what work is right wake up go to work think you know what's happening and then that's not what's happening absolutely well i have another question you are a new parent alongside of me for the last year and mitch you've been a parent for 10 years now yep and we both became behavior analysts at some point. Well, I became, became behavior analyst right before we had kids. And she had already had kids and then started. So we're kind of at the same pace with that. Has that, do you think that that's helped your parenting styles or like along the way, like to learn new things? 
I think, yeah, 100%. Um, I think at least from, I mean, obviously our oldest who came before she was, you know, in this, in this career field um, is fine and well, you know, it's not like we've deprived her of anything, but for, you know, our youngest Evelyn who came into the world when she was already going down this path as a career choice, um, there's a lot more understanding of why things are happening kind of, and how to get a little human being doesn't want to do what you want them to do. Uh, you know, you understanding why they don't want to do it and then how to kind of make that happen. So yeah, I think it's looking at child one all the way down to child three at this point. Yes. It's, it's, it's a lot different. There's a lot more patience to be had because you kind of understand why and ultimately how to progress towards a quicker resolution than standing there and debating with a three-year-old or four-year-old about why you can't have ice cream, you know, at, at eight in the morning. So <laughs> I can't wait for that stage. I've, I've had that debate with my wife. <laughs> well, I mean, the best part about being a grown-up is you can have Swedish fish whenever the heck you want. Because I worked hard and I went to college. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I tell my kids all the time. Uh, I ate broccoli for lunch. For the last year that we've been parents. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if we're going to talk about the one year of servitude we've had with the children, I, I don't know. Like, maybe I just don't really know it any different. So it's hard to say whether I think if anything, we're at more of a disadvantage because I think we do a lot better with our youngest because we see her in the growth stages where with the two older boys, we see, we just see what's going on here and now. And it's hard to see the progression and the growth. So that's, we don't, I don't, I don't think we, it's as easy. What about like when we've, learned like our middle one's behavior of oh I'm just going to act up so I can go sit on my bed and get out of this well and that's and now that we can identify that no now that we've identified that's that's made a huge difference um just because you can give him something he'd like way less than sitting on his bed to do like a chore and that's highly motivating to to not do for him yeah I think for him it's been the best tool that I have this knowledge behind me. And I think without that, we would be so lost with him because he's so smart and so quick. And so he's like a fighter. So he's constantly like at us, like, Oh, I can beat this game. I can beat the system. So we need to be like a step ahead of him. And I just don't think we would have survived because he's just yeah. so strong. He, he's just, I think a special case in that scenario where, I think your background really does make a huge difference in that for sure. Because, and, and even the fact that you, you guys have, I mean, you both have a lot of friends that are in the business also. So you kind of have that backup too, where you can call someone and be like, I tried everything I know. Like, do you guys have any ideas? Because we're at a loss. Basically I do that with Rhiannon on our walks and I really miss our walks. FYI. Yeah. <laughs> Six feet apart. Um, so taking it another route, you took, oh, Shane, you took some of the OBM classes to kind of give you a little bit more information, but more on the business side of it. Correct. So have, from taking that class, do you feel like you picked up on any skills that you will take on in the future endeavors or things that you've changed your ways maybe at work in general and how you deal with people? Um, I think a little bit. Um, not a ton because I, I only took the the very first um, introduction course. I didn't, I didn't continue on with two or three yet. But I think I saw a lot of the principles I've heard you talk about that are mentioned in that geared towards the business world. And I think it was 
it was good because it did mention a lot of stuff about how you approach situations and how that can make such a big difference and your 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 reaction and your handling of a situation can make such a big difference in the workplace and it, it's funny because and, and mitch knows this as well as anybody being in the military the um the tender care and nice approach is is very rarely used it's always kind of a we're gonna degrade and yell and do xyz to to kind of deter and that's not everybody that's that's a lot of people have, it's, have, it's almost like it's almost like an afterthought or a secondary exactly. approach right yeah, the, that's the like, brutality. A, like a hey i got my point across just so you know no hard feelings yeah um versus that class i think really opens some of my eyes to how you can really approach things much differently mm-hmm. and i think that's a I think it's a good thing because I really sit back and I watch things at work a lot now and I kind of sit there and go, huh, that could have gone a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> or, but I think you talked to you about ways of, which I know sometimes you're like in a disagreement about, but I think since you've taken that class, you try to approach things in using more positive reinforcement, like going to work. Like how can I identify, how can I praise somebody in the job sense? Or you've also identified what a good leader looks like because those are the what they do versus the opposite of that oh absolutely that's it's i mean we don't have a lot of things that we can offer those guys so a little pick me up uh hey let me buy you lunch today or the best thing of all is let me grant you a little bit earlier liberty get out of work a little bit early because you you know you did a really good job for two weeks on this project which doesn't always go over well with some of the people above you but Honestly, sometimes I'm willing to take that to get my point across to some of the younger guys that like, hey, if you work hard, you do this, do that, you get rewarded. I think that positive reinforcement helps way better than just come in and do it because that's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) What about you, Mitch? Have you seen any crossover in that now that, you know, like you have those behavioral principles in the back of your head? Yeah, 100%. I think uh, my wife runs my division a lot more than she realizes. Um, because I, I have grown up on that brutality is the way forward. Um, and she's the one who's, she's the one who, who provides that, well, maybe this would work or, you know, just another approach kind of deal. And so, yeah, in the last couple of years, uh, for sure, I've noticed a far different way of approaching work uh, along with obviously home. So it's it, the brutality way I realize is not, is not the, the only way to go, you know, and it doesn't have to be a secondary approach. And uh, a lot of times, and as of lately, it's, it's been recognized at work that it isn't the best way to go about it, you know, providing that early liberty or, you know, even honestly, even a positive word of encouragement, like, hey, you're doing a good job or, or showing that you care and just slowing down and listening for a few minutes. You know, you're, you're, you're in that trust, you're in that respect. And so it's, 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 Far better than what I grew up on while in the military. So <laughs> new approach, new generation, I guess. Well, awesome. I think uh, you want to start quizzing them? I do. Yeah. I want to see how much they have picked up on from living with us. So do you want to just take turns or do you want to say like ding, ding, if you know the answer? So let, let's just, ding, let's ding. just take it. Oh, okay. yeah, I think ding, ding. Mitch, they're trying to plot us against each other. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Okay, but know. if if you miss, we'll say the other person gets a chance to, to oh, try well, to answer. Just, Shane, okay. I'll just let you go first every time then. <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready. How many functions of behavior are there? <laughs> a ding, ding. Mitchell. What is five functions? <laughs> Wrong. Oh. Close. You're very close. Your rebuttal. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and jump in. What is 52? <laughs> there are four. Can you name one function? You can, you can name one. I know you can. We talk about it all the time. You're talking like escape? There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> oh. Or attention seeking. There's oh. another one. We got, we got two. We got two. We need two more. Conditioning? What did you said attention. I said attention and escape. Oh, tactile? Like sensory. Sensory. <laughs> sensory. And then the last one's hard. They probably won't get it. But yeah. automatic reinforcement. We're not smart enough. Well, well that's, that's, the, that's the sensory one. It's access. That's the last one. Oh, yeah, access. Mm. She didn't ding ding. She didn't have yeah. to answer it correctly. Okay. <laughs> Ready? If I'm adding something to increase the behavior, am I using positive or negative reinforcement? Oh, ding ding. <laughs> That's a positive because you're adding. Ding a ding. <laughs> ding a ling a ding ding. Big old plus sign on that one. <laughs> you can't say ding a ling on, on this. You're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> Let's see. What is a tact or manned? I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> Give an answer. Attacked, like like asking, like asking something or having them do something, asking them to do something. Close, like a task. It has to do with verbal behavior, so I'll give you that. <laughs> but attacked would be labeling something. You're asking them to label something. You're asking them to do something. <laughs> I'll give you half a point. <laughs> Why not just call it labeling? We talk. I just was wondering if he picked up on any because I talk about verbal behavior stuff like all the time. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Finish the ABC model. Antecedent behavior. Conditioning? You didn't ding ding, but no, no you're ding, still wrong. Ding ding, ding not ding, conditioning. Conditioning. <laughs> it's not conditioning. <laughs> ding ding on something else. What'd you say? Do okay. Repeat. A B C. Antecedent behavior. Not conditioning. <laughs> what do we do after behavior when we want to see it increase? Or decrease. Or decrease. Yeah. Whatever whatever's gonna determine the direction of, of that behavior. Cookie. <laughs> cookie. We provide cookies. It's also known as a consequence. Consequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a yeah. cookie could be a consequence. Yeah. Labeling is asking for something, cookie is consequence. I get what you're saying, Shane. Okay, yeah, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> I have been wasting a lot of breath explaining. <laughs> these terms to you okay so i'm like 125 percent sure that neither one of you are going to know what this is but i just want to hear your thoughts what does it mean to have an extinction burst oh you don't want that on the net i'm sorry you don't want an extinction burst on here right now <laughs> you will not be happy to have invited me to your show um ding ding Okay. <laughs> so an extinction burst would be like a kids having their fit and you kind of have to put them on extinction to let it let them do their thing until they chill out you can work with them still i've underestimated you shane we literally did two of those today <laughs> I, ding, I, did. I, ding. I literally had to listen to my four-year-old freak out about ice cream after she I, just had an ice I cream sandwich an extinction burst for me. Yeah. I had to look over to Rhiannon and said, am I doing this right? We were um, it was more like the fear in your eyes. And then you said, please tell me I'm doing this right. Yeah. We, we were 20 minutes into this blood curdling shriek for the necessity of ice cream. We just had an ice cream sandwich. 
Sounds familiar. Uh, yeah. I think we were pretty good today. What was the morning like? Minor stuff, nothing yeah, bad. We haven't had a, well, I don't want to jinx myself. For the most part, it's been mild the last few days, which has been relatively nice. Yeah. Well, that was pretty good. Pretty proud of you on that one. Do you want one more? Duh. I have one more. Okay. Let's do it. What is the pre-Mac principle? Uh, that comes before the Mac principle. Ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding. Uh, I got this. Apple owns it. And uh, I'm just <laughs> mad that Mitch stole my exact answer. <laughs> I didn't ding, ding, so it's all yours. <laughs> uh, comes before the Mac principle. So do you let your kids eat the cookie first or do their chores first? They aren't eating any cookies because of their behavior, so neither. But just in general, if those are the two options. No, you do the chores first, you get the reward afterwards. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. That would be the pre-mac. Why can't that be the Mac principle? Because I'm sure someone named pre-mac created it. Who knows? You probably know that. (laughs) (laughs) Also known as the grandma (coughs) principle. Yeah, it is. The grandma is the first then. If you do this, you get the cookie. Yeah. If and then. First then, yeah. If and when or whatever. First chores, then cookie. One of my favorites tools my kid today was like i'll just do my laundry later after i get on my tablet i was like no you won't because then you won't get your laundry done (laughs) how about we go get the laundry done and then you're more motivated to get it done so you can get back on your tablet sounds like a plan you know i will say i will say on that note it is cool when it works out well enough that eventually they do pick those tasks up on their own that is a really good thing actually i've noticed in this last couple weeks of being home with such a structured schedule that my two oldest have been smartly remembering that they haven't done their chores, even if I fooled up and already gave them their reward, i.e. we ate supper and they had, you know, some treat or whatever. And then they still remember that they got to go do their chores. So on a positive note, there is a good outcome from it, I guess, and not constantly needing to do your chore and then get your reward. I like that. Any other last minute positives that you can I'm, apply? I'm not much on the positive. Uh, no, from what my career has done to help us, do you think that there's any positives? Oh, there's a ton of positives. I mean, you make better money than me. You got a nice boat. Um, in relation to the behaviors in our I understand what you're saying. Household. I'm just giving you a little bit of comedic relief here. Um, no, there's there's definitely been some, some big time upsides, um, especially with our middle child's uh, behavior issues we've dealt with over the last little over a year. Um, I don't know if we would have made it through without her and her being able to coach me through some things because I have a little bit of old school mentality and not going to lie, kind of lost my mind a couple of times there. And uh, with some of her stuff, it's, it's a little bit easier to be able to step back and be like, okay, this is what's going on. I can kind of recognize it now. Doesn't necessarily not make you mad. It still makes you mad. <laughs> you just may deal with it in a little bit better better way. He's come very far. And even the little one. Like, it's funny how young they start manipulating adults. <clears throat> it's so crazy. But, I mean, I guess it's from the minute they, like, come out because they scream and get what they want. And it's just, like, so interesting to see it from a young age and how they can start playing that. Like, my little ones learn how to get out of the crib. 
or she attempts to get out of the crib and she's getting all these words. So it's like, oh, I need my water. Okay, here's your water. I leave the room. Blanket! <laughs> we go back in, we give her the blanket. So then she throws the blanket off because that worked to get me in there. So then she does it again. So it's funny to kind of watch her go through all these things that she th that's worked to get us to come in the room um, or to give her like attention or get her out of the crib. So I think it's been, been fun. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. We're going to put you through some more lessons and see if you can come back and do better. Real hoot of a time, ladies. Thank you. I enjoyed proving that I know nothing. Yeah, I, I really, I really hope you invite us back occasionally here so that we can show the rest of the world how dumb we are and how much smarter you are. It's just some of those imperfect behaviors you guys got to work on, you know? You know what? I have a, I have a PhD and I'm very proud of it. My public high school diploma has gotten me to where I am today, all right? I understand no one's perfect. Obviously, I'm about as close to perfect as there is out there. <laughs> but I think even this podcast could teach someone as awesome as me a thing or two. I think so. Yeah. Well, and since I'm just one step ahead of you, and I'm still learning, I mean, clearly. Just a tiny step. It's like a half step. Hey, man. <laughs> or she's an hand grenade. <laughs> Well, I just want to thank everyone for joining us again this week. Please follow us at Imperfect Behavior on Facebook and Instagram, and we'll see you next week. Bye.